Coming up on this week's Planet Japan, our brand new roving correspondent takes us deep inside a Japanese S&M club, and we've got some good news for Japanese bicyclists. Stay tuned for episode 127, The Year of the McRat. Direct from Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful, from everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea. It's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug. So, Junko. Yeah? True or false? All right. The Baby Ruth candy bar was named after Ruth Cleveland, who was the daughter of U.S. President Grover Cleveland, not Babe Ruth, the famous baseball player. False. That's right. Very good. Junko, really? congratulations. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so what's the truth? Well, do you know Baby Ruth uh, yeah. candy bars? Uh-huh. I haven't seen them in Japan, though. No. The, we have Snickers. We do have Snickers. Yeah, but I haven't seen Baby Ruth. One of the most popular American candy bars. Mm. Been around since the early 20s. All right. Yeah. Now, if you've, uh, if you've seen them, you know that the Baby Ruth candy bars look an awful lot like, you know, dog shit. <laughs> it's true. You can say that. But, and I can't stress this, you know, too much, it's much more delicious. Yeah. Than dog shit. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, Baby Ruth candy bar was and is manufactured by the Curtis Candy Company. Mm-hmm. They uh, started their company back in 1916 and put out the first Baby Ruth bar in 1921. Wow. Now, uh, a lot of people believe that uh, the Baby Ruth bar was named after Babe Ruth. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Because that was about the time Babe Ruth was becoming very popular. <laughs> right. In the early 20s. Uh-huh. The, the company says, nay, nay. Hmm. It's not named after Babe Ruth. The company's official position is that the candy bar was named after Grover Cleveland's daughter. Okay? Uh-huh. Now, a lot of people are speculating, uh, according to our friends over at Snopes.com, that the reason they say this is because they never got you know, permission from Babe Ruth mm-hmm. to use the name Baby Ruth. I see. In order to uh, avoid any legal complications, uh-huh. they made up this other story. I see. see. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, a lot of people think this because, for one reason... The company used to tell a story about how the the girl, the daughter of the president, used to come to their company mm-hmm. to kind of look around and talk to people. And yeah. the only problem with that is that uh, the year they say she used to come and visit was 10 years after she died. Hmm. hmm. So that kind of makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could have been a ghost. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she died when she was 12 years old. Is that right? Yeah. How sad. Uh, it's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're going to die at 12, at least you got a candy bar named after you. Yeah. Yeah. Baby Junko. Baby Junko. That would be an interesting choice for a name. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. So there you go. That's the story of the Baby Ruth candy bar. Okay. It's a delicious candy bar. Mm-hmm. We highly recommend it. So Junko, welcome <laughs> once again. It's Planet Japan episode 127. I'm Doug DeLong. And I'm Junko Gura. And we've got a special guest this week. Oh, yes. A special roving correspondent by the name of Lyric Prince. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm great. We uh, interviewed Lyric uh, a number of months ago. Yes. And uh, she has gone out and about and uh, took a little trip to our famous uh, 
S&M Club here in Okayama. I think we should get to that later. Yeah, we're going to get to that later. We just want to kind of tease people a little bit. (laughs) So, yeah, good to have Lyric back. And uh, she's our roving correspondent because she gets out there in the world. Because you and I, we're just too damn lazy to actually leave leave the house. Yeah, yeah. I get into a lot of strange situations. Lyric, on the other hand, is an adventuress. Uh, Adventurer. I think of a female adventurer should be, if it's not really, should be called adventuress. What? I think this is a day of, you know, gender equality, so everybody should be <laughs> adventurer. Yes. Well, fine. You you can you can just Junko agrees. You can keep that opinion to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about Lyric's uh, exciting visit to the S and M Club. All right. A little later. Okay. Don't go away. Wanted to talk a little bit about my brand new, very exciting, and wildly popular article on Blog Critics this week. A few weeks ago, we talked about uh, Mitt Romney and the Mormon Church and (laughs) masturbation. Alliteration. Alliteration and (laughs) masturbation. Yeah. And and that uh, particular show has gotten a lot of attention. Is that right? People were were, uh, amused. Oh. Yeah. So I, I <laughs> and I wrote it up as an article uh-huh. uh, over on Blog Critics, and it's getting uh, quite an interesting response. Really? Yeah. Some people have taken it in the spirit in which it was intended, which is you know it's supposed to be funny. Uh-huh. Some people are not amused. No. Yeah, especially the Mormon types. Oh. They think I'm attacking Mormonism. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. They must be Mormon Republicans. I, I suspect maybe yeah. Now, it's my, uh, it's my feeling that uh, this is what happens when you don't masturbate. You lose your sense of humor. Oh, I see. That's why it's important to masturbate, you know, as much as you can. <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to alert people to that. I'm going to put a link on the uh, planetjapan.org page, and people can uh, check it out. Okay. Okay. Sure. Cool. I started a brand new thing this week. Uh, We're going to call it Listener of the Week. What we're going to do is we're going to highlight one of our exciting listeners Uh every week. All right. Yeah, because we have a lot of amazing people who listen to this show. Uh Uh-huh. Around the world. Uh, Automatically, you know they have good good taste. Sure. So we're and we we started this new uh, uh, Facebook group, the Uh Planet Japan Believers. Right. And people are kind of uh, writing about themselves and so forth over there. So if you would like to be considered for the honor of Listener of the Week, all you have to do is join that group. <laughs> yeah. Over That's on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put You're a link. Good. The very first Listener of the Week is a woman by the name of Laura Elena Perez Guerrero. From, from Mexico. Mexico. Wow. Hola. Yeah. <laughs> she's an amazing uh, young woman, and she's very beautiful. Yes. Yeah. But uh, what caught my eye about Laura, beyond the fact that she's just completely hot, is that she was on this uh, TV show there in Mexico, a reality show. Uh huh. And uh, it was a very interesting concept. <laughs> yeah. So I asked her to, you know, tell me more, and so she sent me some information about it, uh-huh. and uh, I'm going to share that with the listening audience. She said everything started last summer when a friend of mine that is a singer had some friends, and one of them invited me to make a video with him. But his videos are always about sex. So I said, no way. But my friend told me that she wanted me to be on TV. So she found out how to contact the producer of a reality show. It was called Amor Panino, which means Panino's Love. That's the name of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It was about dating a local famous ugly man. Famous ugly man. A famous ugly man. Famous for being ugly. Okay. Yeah, now she sent me a video, and I'll put it on the uh, on the Planet Japan site. Okay. A video of the opening of this show. He's an odd-looking gentleman. Hmm. I wouldn't say ugly, necessarily. How odd? Uh, odder than me. <laughs> and rather short. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of comics or comedians have an unusual look. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this guy's name was uh, Pini Ramones. Uh, so anyway, they called our friend Laura... And she said, um, she said, okay, you know, I'll try it. So she says, it was really fun. We dated. We took a cooking class at a chef's school. We had dinner. We uh, went to a game center and stuff like that. Hmm. But on the show, she had to fight for his love, in quotation marks, with, uh, with nine other girls. Oh, I see. So it was a competition. <laughs> it was a competition. Day. Okay. Yeah. She got to the semifinal, but she had to leave the country then with her family, so she had to quit the competition. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, my God. That's not good. Uh, she doesn't say what the winner actually got. Oh, no maybe, trophy? Maybe the winner married him. Oh. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe the show was called Who Wants to Marry an Ugly Man? Hmm. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe not. Anyway, that's Laura's story. I'll put some uh, links to her Facebook page. So people can check out some of... She's got a lot of photos of the, of the TV show. Right. And there's a YouTube of the opening of the show. It's all very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Laura, congratulations. Thank you very much for being our very first listener of the week. Gracias. Yeah. Oh, you speak Spanish. <laughs> You're trilingual. Well, you know what? It must be time for our very first report from our roving correspondent... <laughs> Lyric Prince. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I'm touched. <laughs> Junko, quit touching Lyric. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, when Lyric's not uh, going to S&M clubs, she's a junior high school English teacher. Right. And I'm a very good one. <laughs> I, I, I try my best to be a morally upstanding person, but sometimes I, uh, I slip and go to weird places. Indeed. <laughs> Now, how long have you been in Japan? Well, hmm, about a year. Yeah, over a year. Over a year. And you're leaving to, you're, you're going back home soon? Yeah, in July I'm leaving. So this is sort of like my tribute to Japan. So how did you, how did you meet this woman mm. uh, that owns the club? Mm. Okay, well, yeah, I met her boyfriend maybe a few months prior. And then I was at a concert of his and... Uh, yeah, I was hearing about this wonderful girl that is a woman of his dreams, and she's like this super hot S&M woman, <laughs> super woman, you super know. Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I was just like so on to like meet her, right? Sure, who wouldn't? Yeah, and she's like the only club going in Okayama right now that I know of. And, you know, since I'm not, you know, some expert, obviously, I'm going to just leave it at that so yeah after the concert i met her and she was so cute and nice to me and um just yeah she's just like oh i'm in love with you You come to my club um so yeah i was just going to her club uh she tied me up with buckles and yeah i'm like yeah so Uh i'm six foot one you are and the, the tallest woman in Japan, I believe. Yeah, I am the tallest woman. I have a record. I mm-hmm. don't have any, you know, You're in the Guinness competition book. with that. Yeah. Yeah, so and Misa, the lady, is maybe five four. So it just looked really weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you can imagine me being tied up 
Okay, it's just, just not, wait, yeah. let, let me imagine that for a second. Okay, you I don't want it. to. Okay. Yeah, you just don't. <laughs> so, okay, I have my clothes on or whatever. But yeah, she, she was just like, oh, you have to try this. So eventually I just got tickets to the show. Mm-hmm. At her club. I had, no, actually at a really nice venue. Oh, a different. Uh, yeah. She does a show. A bigger one, a okay. much bigger one. Um, it was actually an event hall that is maybe, yeah, just a part of a chain. So she was just uh, doing her thing there. She was renting the space for the night, charging $80 a ticket. Wow. Yeah, I know. It was like maybe five hours long, though. So there was... Yeah, so there was like so many different events. There were dancers, like this amazing dancer in Elk named Sibo, who was in it. Her boyfriend Mamadou was in it, the drummer. Um, a whole bunch of other drummers, uh, you know, just doing their thing. And then, yeah, her entire club, the girls, were up on the stage periodically flashing and dashing men's <laughs> Flashing hearts. and dashing? Yeah, flashing wow. and dancing around the stage. Yeah, it was like a whole bunch of costumes, really beautiful, colorful kind of thing. Hmm. It was awesome. Sorry, I missed it. Yeah, but it was $80, right? I didn't pay. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone. So did you go to her club at some point? Mm, She invited me back, but then it was like uh, I saw way too much already. And I'm just going (laughs) to leave it at that. Um, Yeah, Uh it was just sensory overload at that point. I see. Yeah. Okay. I, I just took pictures of her um, doing interesting things. Interesting things. To interesting people. To interesting people. Yes. I was keeping quiet about this because, well, yeah, I'm a teacher. I believe in education. That's right. Teachers shouldn't be in S&M clubs. No, they no, shouldn't. they really shouldn't. No. no. You, imagine your third grade teacher being in an S&M club. Well, she was kind of hot, my third grade teacher. Really? If I recall correctly. Yeah, and so like, you know, I was thinking all the time about this girl that she she was just doing all these things for what? You know, I didn't understand. And I was just asking myself that. And mm-hmm. when I was taking the pictures, it were awesome and uh I was just thinking that she she was looking like she was in pain a lot, you know, because of course she was getting whipped. <laughs> that whatever. would do it. Yeah, yeah. that would kinda do it. But also like, you know, at the end of it all when she was taking the bows and whatever, it was just like, you know, it, is it worth it for her? Really, just like to get all that the abuse uh-huh. from for for what? Like you know, there were like a hundred people, two hundred people there. Yeah, and like it was circulating, so the total cloud was like six hundred. Wow. So yeah, she made a lot of money, but is it a lot of money? Like, would you do that for? That much money. Like, yeah, like you know, there are girls who, yeah, of course, I'll strip for money, whatever. But yeah, it was just like making me think a lot about different things. So I'm really glad I went. It made you consider some other career options? Yeah, in or? case I get really broke, uh-huh. I can just, yeah. There you go. I can just, yeah, w- watch that happen and just wish I had the guts to do it, but not having the guts to do it. Mistress Lyric has kind of a ring to it. Actually, Mistress Prince sounds a lot better. <laughs> Mistress Prince. <laughs> Mistress Prince. Mistress Princess. I could, I could totally beat a guy. You think so? Yeah. Oh, you couldn't beat me. I can. And I'm actually. old. <laughs> oh, really? No, just yeah. I tr- yeah, I actually tried doing a whip. Oh, you tried the whip. Mm-hmm. Really? She let me touch the paddle. She let me touch the whip. When she was at, th- I was at the club with her, and I uh-huh. was like, "Oh, can I do this? Can I hit you?" She's like, "Okay, so hit me." Wow. Yeah. Here's my butt. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's just you know for her maybe it's satisfying a need, too. So, you know, in that case, everyone wins. There you go. 
Yeah, I feel so much better. Yeah. She's a, a really, really nice woman, though. Well, there you go. That's this week's mm -hmm. unusual report from our roving <laughs> reporter, Lyric Prince. Well, thank you. And her exciting trip to the S&M Club. So, Junko, as you know, it is the year of the rat. Right. On the uh, Chinese zodiac mm -hmm. here in Japan. My son's a rat. Your son's a rat. I've uh -huh. heard that about him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the year of the rat. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a lot of these uh, businesses in Japan are kind of trying to commercialize that aspect of it. For example, there's a, uh, a bakery over in uh, Hyogoken. They're selling Nezumi Pan, rat rolls. Oh, some in the shape of, of a... Some kind of rat cake or rat pastry. Sounds delicious. It's, it's a cake. It has the, the face of a rat with, you know, whiskers, and it's stuffed with custard cream filling and has strips of chocolate for the eyes and the whiskers. See? Yeah, it's, it's delicious. It's cute. It's cute and delicious. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more like a Mickey Mouse It's like Mickey rat. Mouse. Speaking of Mickey Mouse, the uh, Tokyo Disney Resort ha has a big uh, PR push for uh, Mickey and Minnie this year because, of course, they are... The rats. Rats. The They're giant rats. Yeah. People like to think they're mice, but they're really giant rats. Right. If you actually see uh -huh. them, yeah. And, and for this year only, Mickey and Minnie are dressing in kimonos. If you go to Disneyland, really? Yeah, there's something you don't see every day: a giant rat dressed in a kimono. Right. But uh, the big news is, according to everybody's favorite tabloid magazine, Friday, is that uh, recently some pictures were published in that magazine of rats at everybody's favorite fast food place. McDonald's. McDonald's. They're calling them McRats. McRats. <laughs> Actually, there were pictures taken seven years ago by uh, a woman who photographed them from outside the restaurant after the restaurant had closed down. Oh, she I saw see. the rat crawling around on the countertop, took a picture of it, and now it's famous. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so if your burger tastes a little strange, it could be a different kind of meat. I see. Yeah. You might want to think about that. As you uh, might expect, a spokesman for the uh, Corporate Communications Division of McDonald's says, whether rats, cockroaches, or flies, our sanitation systems are in the top class in the industry. So I think what he's saying is McDonald's <laughs> rats, cockroaches, and flies are better then, than the ones at other fast food places. I see. I think that's what he means. Better than Kentucky Fried Chicken. Exactly, yeah. Better the rats, than Moss Burger. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. The rats at Moss Burger just don't match up with the I McDonald's see. rats. Okay. Okay. However, a uh, former manager of a McDonald's says, rats gave us a big headache at the shop where I worked. A lot of oil is used in the cooking, which rats love. You really have to work your butt off to keep the place clean, and it was hard to keep good workers on the payroll, and the pests kept increasing. Now, when he talks about pests, I'm not sure if he's talking about, you know, the rats or the customers. <laughs> Could be either one, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. But there you go. That's... Uh, McRats. McRats. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we don't get sued. Well, we, uh, we want to congratulate a couple of Japanese writers who won a couple of prestigious literary prizes mm -hmm. this week. Mieko Kawakami got the, the Akutagawa Prize for a book she wrote called Chichi Toran, which means... Boobs and eggs. Boobs and eggs. <laughs> It's an unusual when title. When I first heard it from you, I thought it was father and... Father and eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Chi-chi Chi -chi. means uh -huh. father, too. Yeah. It means father or it means tits. Uh-huh. What, what, what if your father has tits? What do you say then? <laughs> you know, some guys do. Maybe. It's no laughing matter. Chi-chi no chi-chi. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, the book is the story of a Tokyo woman whose sister and niece traveled to Tokyo from Osaka so that the older sister can have a, a boob job. The other woman to win a big prize is named uh, Kazuki Sakuraba uh -huh. for her book called Watashi no Otoko, My Man. My Man. Yeah. It's a sordid tale of a woman about to walk up the aisle while continuing a long-term love affair with her own stepfather. <gasps> <gasps> well, sounds shocking. Is it? Yeah, well, I don't know. I haven't read it. But it sounds shocking. Okay. Yeah. In fact, uh, Sakuraba-san says she has found herself defending the content of her popular novel against accusations of its immoral story. Hmm. Some people think it's immoral. I see. Yeah. But uh, she has won the Naoki Prize mm -hmm. Yeah, for literature. So she's telling all those people who think her story is immoral to, you know, stuff it. Okay. <laughs> in fact, she says, it was my idea to write about the bonds that exist in families. <laughs> I guess that bonds. would, yeah, the bonds. She said, it's a bit extreme for sure, but I think there's also loads of everyday stuff in it as well. So there you go. Congratulations to our two Japanese writers, winners of the big prizes. Well, at long last, uh, I'm sure people are kind of, you know, probably getting impatient at this point. Of course. But it is finally time for... Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Congratulations to our Dick of the Week this week, who is Harue Ichikawa. Uh, she fits the mold of what we used to talk about in the old days as the neighbor from hell. Hmm. <laughs> she was sentenced to 10 months in prison, uh, but suspended for three, so only seven months. She was convicted of creating a public nuisance by standing in front of her neighbor's house and yelling loudly uh, for a long time. In fact, she did it on 18 different occasions between March 31st and April 24th last year. In one month, yeah. a little over a month. She would stand in front of her neighbor's house and shout things like, I will curse you to death. <laughs> now, apparently she wanted her neighbor to move and she figured this was the best way just, you know, annoy the hell out of her and she'll move. Oh, very smart. Yeah. Turns out she was the one that moved right to jail. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was also said that she was yelling, shoo, shoo, which if, if that's an English translation just means to go away. Yeah. To move away. Uh-huh. Shoo, shoo. Hmm. Now her lawyer says, oh, no, nay, nay. She was not saying shoo, shoo. She was yelling in Japanese, yoshi, yoshi. Good, good. Good, good. <laughs> I'm not sure why she would yell good, good at somebody if she wanted them to move. It's obviously... Uh, just a made-up thing on the part of her lawyer. I think so. Yeah. You know, if this woman goes to prison for standing outside somebody's house and yelling, yeah. if she gets convicted for being a public nuisance, can't I uh, accuse all the politicians of the same thing when they come around with their loudspeaker trucks? Good idea. And isn't that a public nuisance? I think so. Oh, next time that happens, I'm going to try it. Okay. I'm going to call the cops. Hey, there's somebody yelling really loudly right outside my house. Come and take him away. So anyway, congratulations to Harue. She is spending time in jail, and she is this week's... Dick Diquette. of the week. Dickhead of the week. That's right. So, uh, Junko, do you ride a bicycle much? Not very often, but yeah, sometimes. Really? Yeah. Because I ride a bicycle every day. A lot. It's my only form of transportation. Really. I see yeah, right now. To get around town. Except your feet. Except my feet, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, um, how many accidents do you think happened in Japan in, in one year? In, in the year Japan? 2000. Six. How many bicycle accidents? 50,000? No, not even close. Oh. <laughs> okay. 174,262. Wow, that's a lot. That does seem like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Riding a bicycle can be a dangerous thing. 
It so, must be. Um, in order to uh, reduce that number, the Japanese government has set about to come up with a very ambitious bicycle lane program. Oh. To build bicycle lanes all over Japan. Wow. In 98 different districts, as a matter of fact. Including Okayama? Probably including Okayama. Good. One would hope.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Each district is going to have approximately 132 kilometers of bicycle lanes built. That's a lot. That's a lot. Wow. Now,、uh, most of these will be completely separate from the road,、uh-huh. although some will be part of the road with just like a, a line separating. White line. Yeah. But、uh, like two thirds of them will be completely separate、wow. from the road, only for bicycles. That's neat. Yeah. I, would, I guess I would say it's about time. Yeah. Yeah. It, and most of these will be finished,、uh, I guess, by 2010. I see. Although some of them in the Tokyo area will、uh, be completed as early as late March of this year. So、That's get, in two months. They're going to get started on it right away, and then over the next、uh, two or three years, they'll、huh. finish this、uh, massive bicycle lane project. I see. So, good news、mm-hmm. for Japanese bicyclists. Well, I don't know. For me,、uh, this is always the saddest part of the show to say goodbye. Say goodbye to people. It, it, it makes me kind of weepy. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel a tear coming. I don't believe you this time. I, I feel like Hillary Clinton all of a sudden. <laughs> I feel like tearing up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank everyone for listening, of course. And、uh, we want to remind people they can check out the show notes and all the fun stuff over at planetjapan.org. And they can write a message to us at planetjapan07 at gmail.com. <laughs> okay. And、uh, of course, our special thanks to our special roving correspondent, Lyric Prince. You're more than welcome, Doc. It was fun. Oh, yeah. You know, you have a kind of a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll close out the show tonight with a great song from Japanese singer Daiki called Loser, courtesy of the Podcast Music Network at music.poncho.com. Okay, thanks everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs> It's hard to survive. All living in the world, rain is falling. Time. It's hard to survive.